Welcome to a Patreon-exclusive episode of Game Shows, I Suppose. Jordan Haas here, still covering game shows, even though I said I wasn't going to do it. Uh, why is this on Patreon and not on the main feed? Because paywalls. Also because uh, I made a set list of different game shows along the way about what it, what I want to talk about in the public feed uh, for, in, for for the eventual ending of the Game Shows, I suppose, podcast uh, on Jordanos.com and all the other RSS feeds. Why? Because my time is limited and I want to just cover every game show, but no one really cares that much. So I figure if I'm going to put it, make more episodes, do it right here on, on Patreon. Because at least, like, I, I know that, like, I made money. Unless for some reason there's, like, a bizarre universe where by making game shows, I suppose, on Patreon, I lose Patreon followers and not by any other reason, like, financial strain or ruin. Uh, anyway, this is Game Shows, I suppose. Uh, hopefully... If, if my timing and synchronization lines up correctly, there will be two episodes of Game Shows, I suppose, out today. This is like some Back to the Future shit, but follow me on this. On the public feed, we are talking Treasure Hunt. On the Patreon feed, we're talking Treasure Hunt. G- got it? We're, hopefully we're in good, clear compliance here, because otherwise we'll be really, really confused. So... This is the Patreon episode. This is Treasure Hunt UK, not Treasure Hunt US. Why am I putting this one in the UK instead of the uh, regular ones? Because I feel that, like, this one is one of those game shows. It's not that I don't love it, because holy shit, I love Treasure Hunt in the UK. It's, I feel like, recording all of those episodes, I did a lot of British game shows. I did a lot of international formats, and I don't want it to be fully... Uh, I don't want to come across as an Anglophile because I love game shows all over the place. I love looking at the world. I love looking at world global game shows. But we never really got into... Not think about it, we haven't really went to a lot of Latin America game shows, Japanese game shows. Maybe I have to continue this fucking thing. <sighs> hey, if you're listening to this, leave a comment. What do you think I should do? Anyway, so Treasure Hunt in the U.S. is one of my favorite game shows of all time because my favorite game show host, Jeff Edwards. Jeff Edwards is my favorite game show. That is, like, if I had to say, like, who is the personality of Jordan, it's Jeff Edwards. That guy was fun. We talked about him on the Starcade episode. But it's always weird saying what games you're going to cover Treasure Hunt because if I say to one group of people, they're going to think like an outdated game show from from, that was like the precursor deal or no deal. And others would think this game show. And I want to talk about this game show on this episode because, oh my God, this is like one of the greatest game shows. It fell by the wayside. I don't know why it was never in America in the eighties or nineties. The technology was there. Uh, So, we're talking about Treasure Hunt. Now, if you've never seen Treasure Hunt before, uh, this is the show that basically made Annika Rice a household name in the UK uh, and is the inspiration. I will almost guarantee, I think Treasure Hunt was the inspiration behind Laura Croft Tomb Raider because the whole premise for Treasure Hunt is that there is a library of books and facts and you're basically in a study, and you are given clues 
to find where to go next. Now, you can't physically go to these places. This is not Amazing Race. Instead, you have to control an avatar. Not a visual, not like a virtual avatar like in, old, in video games of now. A physical human body avatar by the name of Annika Rice. Annika Rice basically is our main heroine in a story where the whole object of the game is to find the treasure. You have 45 minutes to find the location of the treasure, and we have five clues to help you out. So in other words, like a grandier version of Supermarket Sweep. But the game board is not the supermarket. No, this is a certain city. Now, in Treasure Hunt UK, this is England and Wales primarily. Uh, of course, in later runs, they would go to different international cities and play it on, but most of the time, it's just England and Wales. So you're getting kind of like a... You're mostly seeing countryside. You're mostly seeing like rural areas. But what made it work is that the main game, the 45 minutes to get five clues, uh, is kind of a fascinating format in the earliest, like, in the technology of the time. you got to think, this is 1982, and you have a camera guy who's running around, Annika Rice, who's, in, who's your main contestant, and playing as the avatar for the players, and you have a communication headset for both Annika and the in-studio contestants. They can't see Annika, however, they can hear her because the technology wasn't there yet. Obviously, modern-day technology, you can do that. But they have one access to one important thing, which kind of became the selling point to the show, and that was the Skyrunner, which is a helicopter. A game show where you're you're chasing a cash prize by telling a person where to go via a helicopter. That is incredible. And that is insane for a 1980s game show. So what happens is you will get a first clue. You're told what is the main location at and are given the first clue for free. For each clue that you get, it leads to the next clue. The first one you get, it gives you 50 pounds. The second clue gets you an extra 100. Third clue, 150. Fourth clue is 200. If you can get to that fifth and final clue, you get 1,000 pounds. To make it easier on you, uh, they made a rebooted version uh, where the value is for 100 for the first clue, second for clue 200, third 300, fourth 400. And again, that fifth clue gets you a bonus 1,000. So... If you're wondering, it's not like a prize tree. It is you win that money no matter what. So it kind of was kind of a fun little thing like you're winning the prize along the way. It's a cash, a small cash prize as you go through. So Annika is at a central location. She doesn't really know where she's starting, but she knows like the destination. And she's given a bit of, of research because she wanted to look at all the factoids before starting the gate. But the host of the show, uh, a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Kendall, Kenny Kendall, as I like to call him, uh, was, was basically a newsreader. He was a journalist. And he was the main presenter for this uh, iconic game show, Treasure Hunt. And the idea is that he has no prior knowledge to the locations, the clues, or anything. The only people who are there to help 
is uh, different adjudicators who are there to basically act as like weather people and to kind of steer them in the right direction as they try to yell at Annika Rice of where to go. They get one free clue, which is in the form of an envelope, but it's always where they have to go, and it's always like three step tiers of the clue, where it's kind of like you have to go to this specific pub, talk to this specific person, and play this little thing, or it's go to this museum, look for this artifact. And they have to, and it's always like a city, a location, and a prop, more or less. So it's like a prop hunt, and and they don't know what the prop is, they don't know what the location is, and they don't really know the city. And every single clue they get is always like a factoid, like founded it's it's go back to the 18th century and look for the original blah 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 while you're there you might want to take a step down the right path to go into this uh chilly spot and then it's like oh you have to go to like a wine chiller from like this one area of this one county and it's and the thing is, the, the what makes the show fascinating is because this is Treasure Hunt, is they did not really uh, prep the contestants in advance, and Google wasn't a thing back then. So what you had was basically contestants running through every book that they had, every encyclopedia they had, looking at maps, because this is all map-based, trying to find the exact location. So this is a precursor to Google Game Show. And Annika is just standing there like, where do we go? Let's get in the plane. It'll be easier. So then she starts flying around an area. And then it's told like, hey, you got to go to this area. And they have to land it somewhere. And like almost like a precursor to the amazing race. Then the camera crew has to keep following and running after her as she chases. But unlike the amazing race where they kind of learned shoulder up shoulder up they kind of wanted to lean into the butt moving annika over and over again which i mean like i guess it's okay it's a little cheeky if you ask me but uh <laughs> it's annika rice basically trying to play the heroine playing the hero playing the character she's in these areas and then she's like oh man we're in this like church oh man and suddenly you're seeing like all of these ancient monks doing prayer and she's like what the hell's going on keep in mind they already the monks in there know they're on a game show much like the amazing race most of them were told ahead of time what's going to happen but anka's like oh my so confused what's going on where where do i need to go what do i need to find and they're still trying to figure out like you're in the right temple uh we're looking for pottery we're looking for a pottery of some kind like do you know if there's a clay pot in there and she's sitting there going, like, there's, like, thousands of clay pots. What do you want? What, what? Can you be a little bit more specific? And it's only then that, like, the host kind of notices, like, wait a minute. Have you noticed the words kind of spell out a color? Look for a yellow one. A yellow clay pot. Oh, there's this one right here. There's the clue. You did it. Now, it, the, she she grabs the pot. There's a little clue. The clock is still running. In some cases, uh, usually up till clue two, then there's a little break in in the game. Uh, so now they get presented the second envelope by the adjudicator, the the wetter lady, 
and they have to immediately read it. Annika gets the clue as well, and she gets to read it. Keep in mind, sh- she has no clue where she's going either. So she is just a- as confused as the host is, and just as confused as the contestants. So much like a deal or no deal scenario, the hosts don't know, the model doesn't know, and the contestants don't know. The only person in the entire game that knows is the adjudicator and the pilot. Because the pilot had to already prepare ahead of time the flight path of where to go. They had to do the clearance of where to go. And they even had to get clearance for three decoy areas just in case someone makes the wrong call and say, "Uh, go to this area, go to that area. Can we look over here? As Annika Rice is just confused. Keep in mind, she's also very intelligent, but they kind of wanted her for her physical ability because she can run a lot. It's basically running, jumping, diving into things, uh, running up a huge flight of stairs, uh, or doing some searching. And lots of times it's searching. And usually like four times out of five, it is like uh, there's a dance number and the clue is on one of the gowns on one of the players. So much like an amazing race needle in a haystack, She's sitting there going like, where do I go? Which salsa dancer do I go to? Which which uh which uh, leader hosen in the German beer fest do I go to? Which where do I what do I do? What do I do? As the first clue is usually find an artifact, and the second clue is usually a little event of some kind. That's kind of what I've learned about a treasure hunt is the first is always a lo- like spot the artifact. Treasure 2 is always nearby, but if you it's always with a big thing. So for instance like uh there is a big dance festival there's a big uh event going with people uh a rodeo a horse race some something with animals and then you get like the pit stop then there's like the the clock stops that's the end of the first act because a commercial break of some kind and you get uh then you get before we get to part two usually some sort of fun little like video like here's annika dancing for a bit or feeding an animal and smiling and just like relaxing for a second because obviously she's been running for like 12 13 minutes of her life and the contestants are sitting around sometimes even though it's british and this is a british game show where they're trying to remain calm under pressure and i think i know the answer so like Four times out of five from what I've seen, one of them is always like, I know the answer. I know where we're going. And the other one is panicked because of the time clock, and they're not sure where the answer is. So they're running over to the bookshelf. They're looking at maps. They're screaming, are we sure it's Greenwich? Are we sure it's Greenwich? Are we sure it's Greenwich? Could could be Madeline. Could be Madeline. Or, or other various forms. And it's just like, no, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And Annika's going, okay, we'll go over there. Uh, so what? So they're flying on the flight path, and then suddenly, like, uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, can you go to this dock and talk to a fisherman of some kind? Uh, all right, I'll go to a fisherman. And she's just, like, trying her best to look for a dock. Excuse me, because she's talking to the public. Can you tell me where the dock is? Can you point where the dock is? <laughs> and there's a camera guy following around. So in many ways as much as i love the amazing race this is like a precursor to the amazing race uh and a precursor to other game shows in the in in recent history uh, the runner springs to mind as well but there's a clock time and there's puzzles and little like riddles 
and Annika's running around trying to figure out where to go. And then when we get to like third and fourth, we're in the halfway point of the game. And the clues are getting a little bit more tougher, but now we're kind of singling out that you're kind of going either a certain direction or a certain way. You're not going for, you're not going like backwards. There's not really like a back and forth scenario. It's usually kind of like a triangle. So you go from one direction to the next direction, and then you're going up or right, or I guess east or west. I should probably say cardinal directions. Um, because you're basically playing in one county. You're even though they're saying you're a mainline city, you're basically in a county. And you have access to a helicopter and you only have 45 minutes. So she is basically racing against the clock to find the treasure to help the contestants win up to 1000 pounds or 2000 in the reboot. And what I like about this show is that yes, it's like increments of money along the way. But it's also what I enjoy is that it is Annika Rice basically trying her best to be the best hostess you can have for a game show. Because she's trying to be chipper, but she's trying to go against like a lot of different adventures. So there is going to be, she jumps into the cold water or, oh man, she has to go look at the crocodile pit. So... Much like Ono, Snakes, and Spiders, Annika has to play the role of the host in this regard. Meanwhile, newscaster man is just standing there going like, yep, uh, well, we know it's someplace cold. Can you think of any places that might be cold in that area? I I mean, like, I vacationed there once, and this area was good. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of just appreciate the technology involved because you got to think mobile communication at the time. This is you're running around and mobile signals. You're talking about the big battery pack. You're also talking about like a helicopter and the coordination to get through different areas. The coordination to get different groups of people into one area for the clue. And then when it's always that fifth and final clue, it's always like the big stun at the end. Like she has to dive into the pier swim out to the submarine and, and find the little bell because that little bell has the the little key or she has to run real quickly to like the finish line at this little track because right on the pole the finish line pole there's the little clue or i don't think that was ever an episode um but it's always like the last thing is always like a big final thing that she has to do like an actual challenge like climb up this tall ladder Go down this little slide. Uh, go into this little t tunnel. Go up the, the big flight of stairs at the top of the castle. Uh, and there's always like a big event. And I thought like, well, that's really cool television. This is really innovative stuff here. Because they're screaming at a contestant to do something, which is Annika Rice. The contestants have to figure out what to do. And they have to use their ability to basically understand riddles and puzzles while understanding geography to try and coordinate Annika to go certain areas as it's like live via satellite to the studio, almost like a newsreel, all in real time. So almost like it's presented as a live broadcast, even though these were all pre-recorded sets of blocks, guys, and game show. There was an aspect where it felt like it was live. Like we are here and, and it's like daytime and we have only an hour here. Can you hurry this up? And it's like, to me, that was kind of like a really interesting area. 
you get to see a lot of helicopter shots with groups of people waving at people. And what I think made Treasure Hunt really special, at least to me, was as someone who doesn't really know much about UK geography or UK culture in general, and I still don't, I still don't fucking know anything. Uh, it was nice to kind of see different areas of the country. It was kind of cool going to Wells and, and going to like the countryside. And like, I don't know what Somerset was. I don't know what Sussex was. I, Northern Ireland. It's like, to me, this is all just random areas. But it was like, oh, this is what Cornwall is. This is this is what Kent is. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So, so now I know what like these areas are that they always refer to. And it's like, it kind of showed almost the entirety of the country, uh, both for good and bad. Don't care about Northern or Southern. I don't really, I'm not a legal resident. So I mean, Boris Johnson fucked up. They should have never left. Uh, anyway, in the later seasons, uh, usually the, like the first episode or the last episode of a season, they will go outside of the country of origin. So you're not going to go to Birmingham. You're not going to go to, to, uh, Isle of Wight. You're going to go outside. So, so they would go to like Florida. There was an Orlando episode. I thought was really fun. Uh, they did uh, Northern Ireland, which I think that's counts, right? It wasn't technically full on Ireland. Uh, you, you had Singapore, Sydney, New Zealand, and then in the later ones in the rebooted version, that was basically it was they went outside of the country. So it was San Francisco where the f finale was in Alcatraz and they had to go to a cell, uh, Arizona, uh, New Orleans. And I thought when they did the reboot version with American cities was actually kind of when I finally understood treasure hunt if that made sense um because while the annika rice version of the show uh was fun with 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 kendall i was kind of like oh that i mean like that's kind of the show it, it's it's great and wonderful and it's like showing the best of the country but i'm not british i'm not welsh i don't know much of any of this and while they're speaking Welsh or they're speaking Gaelic, I don't, I don't know. But uh, they decided to reboot the show in 2002 uh, with Dermot Mornahan, who I remember vaguely from like doing CNBC reports sometimes here and being the host of Eggheads. Uh, and he was the host and they got a lady by the name of Susie Perry who was on, I believe, Channel 5 doing, like, gadget stuff for a bit. So it was kind of like, to me, it was kind of like you just got, um, I guess, like a Shepard Smith, because I guess he has a CNBC show soon, I heard. Uh, and you got Shep hosting, and then you got, like, Morgan Webb doing, like, the running. And I'm like, actually, that kind of would make sense, considering 2002 and that era of, of like, television. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of fascinating uh watching the british game show try and go to american cities so when they originally did treasure hunt you know here's maps here's books when they rebooted the show they gave them i believe access to an online encyclopedia maybe even google i'm not sure 
um, with the double price of two thousand pounds. And I thought this is kind of weird. This is kind of fascinating. Um, but it was with different Australian cities and American cities. And this was like an American game show where here's this British lady screaming at Americans about like, do you know where the French Quarter is? Do you know where the French Quarter is? I need to know where the French Quarter is. And it's just like, oh man, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And and that's when I understood like it's it's supposed to highlight the cities and, and the counties that make the country fantastic while still playing a fun little scavenger hunt show where you're trying to get riddles. And it to me, like, this is what makes it great. It's live, quote-unquote live, to the technology of the 80s. And in 2002, they kind of didn't really change much of the technology other than, hey, the earpieces are good. And uh, you're you're still kind of screwed out of like figuring out where everything is, but they went from like this weird den hall to like a cool little like study area, and I thought that was fun. And it was just this like showcase of the world, and I thought, wait, that's the show. We have like this the the country. And it's, 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 yeah, national pride. It, that's an okay thing to have, I guess. But it was also like a global appreciation too. And when they got to showcase both aspects is when I realized you got a good thing going with this because I like amazing race took a lot of cues from treasure hunt. The find the clue in this area, go to this area, do the thing. And TV shows like The Runner, I'm thinking The Runner because of the American cities, they also kind of had a, like, find, here's a riddle clue, go to this area. And I thought, actually, that also kind of fits the d- dynamic of Treasure Hunt as well. So seeing the show in the modern eyes was very wonderful. Seeing it in the 80s eyes was also a delight. Because with the 80s, the technology really wasn't there, but you got to see what was going on. And because of that 45-minute time limit, it kind of played a role in a lot of Jacques shows. Now, I have to say this because I feel like I, I, I can't stress this enough. 80s innovation is Jacques Antoine because Treasure Hunt was such a fascinating format to talk about, but he also was the creator of Fort Boyard, which also had a collect as many keys as you can in 45 minutes scenario he also had crystal maze which kind of tried to do a time limit in early runs and then they just kind of went boop, boop, boop. interceptor can you meet each other in 45 minutes without getting caught that this was kind of like all those formats rolled together in one form or another treasure hunt was simply put control an avatar to get to the location by getting clues they would tell them go to this castle go to this thing and I feel like the best way to illustrate the show now, I guess because it's American, this is Patreon, is to kind of pitch it as the rebooted American version of Treasure Hunt, if that makes sense. So uh, here is Jordan. Normally I don't do this anymore, but if I was to do Treasure Hunt, yes, obviously bring it back for the UK. It's a UK treasure now. I don't know who you'll get to present. Jon Snow doesn't seem like the best fit for this, but, I mean, maybe. You never know. 
and then you got to get someone from maybe like the only way is Essex or Jordy Shore, so, someone who has like physical prowess to do the Annika Rice position. That's actually likable. Anyway, for the Americanized version, I think you need to have like an Anderson Cooper kind of personality who's a newscaster too, which would make sense. But it has to be like, if we were talking modern, we're in 2020, the technology is there. I mean, we're all on Zoom calls. We're all on mobile phones. And that it's like everyone would kind of expect the the role to be like someone's now the avatar in the sky and being that Annika Rice role. And I don't know if that's really a good fit. I kind of like the idea of one person in a closed space and another one flying or just the avatar of like, here is the main co-host doing the actions. But we have all this technology at our disposal with a library and books and maps and phones that I think like if we were to try and replicate the show in America, it would have to be similar yet somewhat different. I think you would have to make it so it's an hour long to figure it out, an hour long game show, but an hour long time limit. But it's kind of presented like a live PD show, if that makes sense where it's all presented in real time the course of the hour um or i guess you gotta go 50 minutes or 45 just like a normal show um and you gotta make it so it's at one major city like we know where we are today we're in miami today we're in new orleans today we're in new york today we are in chicago today we are in dallas today we are in phoenix today we're in portland oregon today we're in seattle washington today we're in oahu hawaii and you have that helicopter start at the skyscraper, the big building, the one place where there is definitely a helicopter, even if it's just a TV network. Don't, okay, just go with it. And you got to make it so you're, you can't really rely on the uh, Skyrunner unless it's a major city. So it, it's going to be a real time like GoPro kind of thing. So they're probably on a motorcycle. The, the new runner the new tre- the new treasure hunt lady in this new version that i'm coming up with as they're plowing down third street or fourth street they're they're going in the big cities and they're told like the same clues like you might like don't be a fossil if you go to this area take a look in the don't look a gift horse in the mouth but if you can find one it wouldn't help and then they're told, like, oh, well, that means go to this museum, look for this famous horse statue, and go basically look in the mouth because that's where the clue is. So now you're a race against the clock in, in like, 10 minutes to try and drive down over there. Um, and, of course, they're going to be on their phones. You give them smartphones. You give them communication towers as they try and run the uh, the celebrity. And I, I don't know if you want to do a mainline co-host that's always on every week or a main celebrity of the show to act as a co-host to help them out. But you, you keep that being the main premise is the information's there. We are giving you a library of books and information. And here's everything we know about Los Angeles. Here's everything we know about San Diego. Here's everything we know about Las Vegas Here's everything we know about Sui. This is all we know about Kissimmee. And just go from there. 
as the time limit runs and it's kind of like a quick wild goose chase with this one person in a race against the clock to get through the treasure hunt and i would make it so it follows the same rule but it doubles up with every clue so the first like like the first clue is worth one thousand dollars set because it's america we gotta go thousand dollar minimum thousand dollars for the first clue you find in the city the second clue will double it you'll get two thousand meaning you get three thousand got it the next clue will be worth four thousand four thousand will get you seven thousand getting that next clue is eight thousand eight plus all that will get you fifteen thousand and of course, you get the last one. That's sixteen thousand. That brings your grand total of thirty-one thousand dollars, which is kind of like a good game show minimum for the show. Um, my only alternative is you have to make it so it's like five thousand, like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. But if you get that fifth and final clue, it's twenty-five thousand dollars. Something like that would be kind of like the other alternative to treasure hunt. So you can get $25,000 if you can get through all four clues and find that fifth and final clue. Because $25,000 is hiding somewhere in the city with, and it's a check with your name on it and you have just an hour to find it. Here's your clue uh, here in New York. Uh, you you got to... Originally home to the Dodgers... You gotta go to the ball game, but uh, don't buy peanuts or cracker jacks. Instead, look, you gotta reach a home plate or some kind. So then it's like you gotta go to like the original field of the Brooklyn Dodgers. You gotta go to the home plate in that field and look under the the, the home plate, for instance. Uh, that would be the the clue, uh, and you you go from there. Because with Treasure Hunt, the idea is that you have everyday people basically playing an adventurer with the people. Now, unlike any other version of Treasure Hunt, I think our technology is there where you can just go live via satellite. So the contestants and the host can see where they are because of the GoPro. You can GPS track them across the city. You can use Google tools to your advantage. You can try and figure out what to do. Because the idea is supposed to be, while it's still the original five to five things, the riddles are still there. We have made it so easy for you because we are dumb fucking Americans that you can easily, we're practically just saying, go to the Seattle Space Needle, go to the top of the Space Needle, look at the restaurant, ask the hostess for the clue like it's going to be that easy of information uh as for network i'd probably say abc because it it would be fun and just like uh the show i would think i would book in the show so it would be you would do eight episodes maybe a season uh two of the eight are international so you'll be in london you'll be in in toronto You'll be in Paris. You'll be in Sydney. And then the other six are a U.S. city. So Chicago, you are in Detroit, you are in this. Keep in mind, 
they're still in the studio in Los Angeles or New York, wherever we're fucking filming the show. But the the main contestant is in the city as we speak and has no clue to where we are. And you just keep playing the show as it is. So it becomes this race against time to get $25,000. And you'll see, obviously, as the couple is, is you're going to get good casting. You're not going to get like a UK couple of just distinguished weirdos who used to be cops. You're going to get like the classic amazing race duo. You're going to get like the one, like obviously the one who doesn't ask for directions and the one that always screams at them to ask for help. Because that's kind of what you need for this kind of show. And there you go. Then you can just have each episode be a self-contained show where the focus is like, this is the Nashville episode. This is the uh, Fort Lauderdale episode. This is the Washington, D.C. episode. And they, the contestants who show up, they don't know if they're getting the international episode or the the U.S. episode. And the geography is obviously going to be really painful, but... As this is a game of riddles in geography and basically screaming at uh, a host uh, to help you out, uh, it, it becomes a very fun adventure to watch. So, I don't really have an idea for who the host should be or, like, our main contestant. I think it should be, like, a rotating... Honestly, it should be, like, kind of like a, like an Anderson Cooper host of some kind and then a rotating celebrity to be the uh to be the person in the city preferably one with a valid driver's license or motorcycle license and uh, is able to work within the for eight states anyway so to me that's what makes a uh, treasure hunt work as a show you're showcasing amazing areas in our country and you're having fun riddles to you can play along with because as you're watching the show you're trying to figure out what they're looking for with the contestants but also, in the same regard of a reality television show, you're you're taking a step back and you're looking at what the co-host is, what Annika Rice is doing on the set. And you're kind of mesmerized, like, oh, wow, here is, like, a dance number, or they, or here she is, she has to rappel off the building. And th- that's kind of like, at the time, whoa, that's very interesting, innovative technology. And... Obviously, with today's uh, tech, especially 20 years, like, what is it, almost 20 years after the re- that, a reboot, the reboot was 20 years ago, there could be room for a new treasure hunt for some reason, and I just kind of like that idea. Even if it's just, like, on MTV or something, and you just get, like, someone from The Challenge to do it, something about this show just screams innovative and it screams uh, exciting, and it, it screams just like a, a origin of Laura Croft. Like, clearly, like, they kind of, like, I, to me, when I looked at this, I kind of thought, like, okay, this is like Tomb Raider. You're, the contestants are controlling a Laura Croft type as she's going through a castle to try and find the one person that can help them out. And I thought, this is, this is cool. This is really neat. Um and kind of like seeing any version of the show like differ away from that, I think that's kind of the, the sad part because I think the show is very, very cool. And even and to me, like this paved the way for a lot of game shows. 
the challenge game shows, the daring game shows, the on-location reality shows. Pretty much, this is like a reality TV show before, you know, many game shows would, would steal that competition aspect of it. And when you see modern game shows go from one location to the other or try and do Amazing Ray, like, it owes a lot, I believe, to Treasure Hunt and that ability to uh, innovate a platform that seems just like a really boring concept on paper. People in a studio not doing the adventure while someone else does the adventure for them. To me, that that's still kind of fun to me, and this is kind of a really cool prize, and I think that's what makes it work. That's what makes it tick, and I, that's why I enjoy uh, Treasure Hunt. Uh, can it work in America? Absolutely. Why did, was this not a Fox show? Could this work in in the UK again? Absolutely. They just got to figure out where to go. Uh, it's all about travel, it's all about geography, and given our tech, it can make the game somewhat easier, but also somewhat challenging too, because the riddles can be misleading and can cost people various times. So that's going to do it here on the Treasure Hunt episode bonus of this Game Shows, I suppose, episode. Till then, hope you have a great night. <laughs>